0: This episode is brought to you by the book, Dare to Scale, How to Grow Your Business Gracefully. The book is written for the courageous business owner, the entrepreneur, you. Visit daretoscale.com slash books now to get your paperback, ebook, or audiobook copy today. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Power Hour with Dare to Scale. My name is Warsha. Varsha. I am a coach, business coach, for founder CEOs. I've been doing this for a very long time, as most of you know, and I specifically coach second-generation CEOs because that's one of the greatest ways to contribute to the local economy by helping businesses succeed and transcend generations and create legacy businesses. So today is a very critical topic Now, this is a topic that has been an ongoing scenario for the last two editions, if you have joined us. And if you haven't, please go back and listen to those two as well to see where this this particular topic started. And we keep going back into it. And mainly because uh, just as a chance meeting, I met with Survi, who is our guest speaker today. Survi and I... um, met through um, another network that we're part of. And literally within minutes of sitting down for a chat, we almost like zoned in on this particular topic and realized that how deeply passionate we are about this topic in helping business owners do what they do to build that amazing business. I can see that my video is lagging a little bit bear with us, everything will sort itself out. In the meantime, I want to say a big hello and a big welcome to sirvi Shanoi. Thank you for joining us, sirvi Please say hello to our viewers today. Thank you, Varsha. So excited to be here.
1: The topic that we uh, clicked on is so close to my heart and I wish I can educate as many entrepreneurs. Uh, the things that I've tried, tested and worked uh, got grilled, almost. Uh, if I can make it easier for somebody, uh, my <laughs> job is done. And I think you, you you do the same for, from your own experience. So here we are today. Uh, totally. Trying to make a totally. small little here difference in
0: our way. Fully. You bet. Um, so first of all, let me do proper introductions. Surbi, um is a CEO coach. But why is she a CEO coach and why Surbi's story completely resonated with me is because she, before turning coach, Surbi is a twice exited, built, run, successfully exited two businesses. And that wisdom that goes with having that experience behind you is invaluable. And knowing from her own experiences, Now, Surbi thought, well, what can I do to impact business owners a little bit more in my own way? And that's when she says, well, whatever experience that I have gained, I'm going to start imparting that. How wonderful it is. Surbi, welcome to the world of business coaching. It is one of the most rewarding fields out there. And it's one of the most impactful fields out there as well. So, again, welcome to this amazing world of business coaching.
1: I couldn't have said it better, Varsha. So thank you for that. And it's been a journey. It's been a journey of almost uh, 20, 22 years uh, of yeah. building businesses, uh, growing them, struggling through them, and then finally yes. finding my wisdom. And a lot, lot many people played an important role in that. I mean, I cannot take yeah. even a bit of credit on, or just by myself, right? I mean, I always say we, we stand on the shoulders of giants, people who oh, have worked bad. before us, and actually imparted their knowledge and then walked in my experience as my advisors, mentors and uh, made it slightly easier for me, you know. But as I started receiving their experience and their uh, wisdom, uh, my journey became slightly easier and more pleasurable rather than me feeling I'm, I'm fighting the battles all the time. Yes. So after, yes. after selling the second business, after exiting the second mm-hmm. business, um, I actually thought I'm I'm going to be semi-retired. <laughs> <laughs> and it's we are so used to creating that impact that it almost gets addictive, right? That we want to be yes. useful. When when I'm yeah. breathing on this earth, I want to give back, and uh, that drive doesn't go. Go down even if the business is not anymore with you. No, no. Did you experience it? No, it that, doesn't. Because you have done the similar Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you still own the business.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I still run a business. It's going to be 14 years old next, early next year. So, yes, every single step, every single day is a new day. Every single day we um, somehow, I, when I wear my my business owner's hat on, my founder's hat on. While I have a brilliant team backing me, we cycle through that emotion at least once every twenty-four hours to think, "Oh, what?" And that overwhelming sense comes through to say, "Where is this going? What's the next step? What is the bigger step?" Which, which absolutely brings me back to today's topic: is maximizing value. Building value in your business, building wealth in your business, and how these are critical pillars in eventually maximizing the valuation of your business. So the question, first question, question one could ask me go. is, yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, <laughs> I so was exciting. just going to say <laughs> it is, um, and that's one of the reasons why I actually put valuation in the title of this event because. While we are today talking about building, maximizing the value in your business and, and building wealth, eventually these are critical pillars when, when um, your business is being valued, And yeah. most business owners in their early stages, uh, and now I'm talking about strictly um, brick-and-mortar businesses, business, old-school businesses, if you will, they very rarely yeah. look at that as in one of life, those I call long-term them. goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Build for life. Uh, built for life, totally. And uh, uh, I'm just going to take a tiny bit of a pause and address this. Uh, one of our um, listeners has put up a question to say, what is retired anyway? So true. What is retired <laughs> anyway? Because there's no, yes. that word doesn't exist in most of our minds now. Because it just, I would, interestingly, this is, um, this is what I was I was talking to, Evan, as most of our wonderful listeners already know, Evan and I have built and worked together within Dare to Scale, along with our associate coaches. Just yesterday, I was having this chat with him to say, um, I want to be working, I want, working, in, in quotes, but I want to be delivering and doing what I do, what I love to do, till my last breath. I mean, if I, yeah. 50 years down the line, pass away, While talking on stage, I think I would love that because there's no such thing as retired, and and then do what? Because the constantly is and then do what is always there. Is that like is that for you as well Because the word retired doesn't resonate.
1: Yeah, and uh, not at all. I mean, that was my fancy idea because when I was in the business, it kind of was. once you take a decision that you want to exit, you know, yeah. then you want to quickly exit because patience is not yes. at all my virtue. It's it's not any any <laughs> entrepreneur's virtue per se, you know, because uh, if we were patient, we wouldn't be doing what we do, right? So yeah. if, we, if the idea comes, then we want to want to have the results as quickly as possible. And I yeah. believe that because we are so driven, uh, that demand is right. But at the same yes. time, there is always a place where you need that stillness to figure out yes. what's important. And yes. having a goal is one thing, but having a right goal is totally different yes. thing. And yes. uh, I have so many conversations where you know people are inspired by brands that are built over generations. Yes. And I want to be yes. that brand, they say. And I want to encourage today's entrepreneurs that, that that's great. But how about you creating a, your own brand for the future? You know what nice. I mean? So yes. being inspired by previous generations and brands built, totally. that was a different generation and era. We came out of depression and we were struggling for money and uh, basics, you know, and yeah. uh, today that's not the case. Today's yeah. I mean, millennia and Gen Z is definitely not in that era. So what yeah. business would you be built today for that generation? May not be, yeah. may not be, follow the same line of path that those big brands followed successful companies followed and where they are today so they themselves yeah. are reinventing at much faster pace than we can imagine sitting here
0: so i know we're digressing a little bit and the, but i want to pick up your your point um, mainly to say that and because you said the word inventing or reinventing I want to go a step further and say, at every phase, in every century, every decade, everybody has gone through their level of invention, innovation, and that's why we are where we are today. It's somehow invention, innova- innovation uh, has suddenly been the buzzword for the last couple of decades, and yet, if we weren't always inventing, or if we weren't always innovating something, um, we wouldn't be here. So um, I want to put back innovation to every single business that ever started because at every phase, we're wanting to do something better. And I just made a note over here to say, again, what is success? And and for for me, success is that constant quest for knowledge. It is about... uh, the the quest for constant improvement. So we we move away from the perfection stage and we go to constant innovation, constant improvement. What we did yesterday can be done better today. Literally, if we look at it like that, what a wonderful world, never mind world to live in, but also if we just look at our businesses, what a great way to look at a business like that. It's about constant or continuous improvement. Hi, Zen. So... Oh, I'm a big fan of that. Good that you use that word. Yep, totally. Okay, let's get on to today's topic because I am very keen to know um, what your thoughts are on that and what are some of the things that you're contributing and I want to build that along with my take on what I do for creating legacy businesses. So I'm going to hand over the mic to you, Surabhi, to talk about what does maximizing value in your business even mean? Because for a lot of people, those could just be words. And yet, those are words of wisdom. So, Mm. over to you. Go for it.
1: Uh,
0: I'm going to take
1: a step back and first talk about why is this even an important topic? Uh, Why one should even care? And then we'll get into, once you get that, that what's the benefit of this? Uh, Why should I care about this point? Because... Most of the entrepreneurs think, I'm barely fighting the battles of today. I'm barely keeping up with what my business demands and the growth that I seek. What is she talking about value? Right now, it's not even on my horizon, you know. But uh, through my personal life experiences and uh, then observing through that lens more so, what I realize is life is very unpredictable first. You know it, I know it, we have lived it. Yes. So you never know what what situation business is going to be and therefore you as a consequence of it isn't going to be the situation, right? I want to give you an example here. I know somebody, a company who has been built over the last 15, 16 years, been doing very Mm -hmm. well. They are almost market leader in their own region and space. Now, Mm -hmm. a global brand, much deeper pockets much, much more stable and proven success track record, wants to enter the market. And they approach this company, this business, doing a handshake, saying that we would like to partner with you because you guys know the market, you understand the language, the culture, and it will be so much easier for us to shake hands and get in the business Mm -hmm. together. These guys mm-hmm. are super excited. It's the company, right? Great. We'll get more capital. Mm-hmm. We'll get more opportunities. The business will grow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then mm-hmm. what comes is we would like to take this much stake, and this is what we are willing to pay for it over a period of time, right? Now, when when yeah. they look at that number, it's it's a heartache for them. It's an angry moment for them. We work such so much blood and sweat in this business, and these guys are valuing it at this price. Now yeah. the back is. on the wall right because if they accept this offer it's peanuts if they do not accept this offer the the brand big brand is going to enter the market and either become a competition or shake hands with somebody else so either ways it's a big competition for these guys now what do you do yeah is it an opportunity or is it a calamity so but if you would have working on i like that
0: yeah it is I mean, it an it's opportunity true, right? or it's a not, it, it's very
1: true totally yeah. true thank you and because they they actually i feel that i feel the grief on their side at the same time what do we do and no entrepreneur see this is all about having a freedom to decide freedom to do what you like to do and suddenly now somebody else is dictating the terms and you never signed up for that so it kind yeah. of goes against why you started the business right but mm-hmm. Sorry to say, you didn't care enough in the beginning. If you would have been careful that I want to build value in my business from day one and monitor that number, I would have done better.
0: Um, so this is I one simple example. There, Surabhi, sure. Just yeah. to just to share my slightly different take on that. Um, to say most when you said at that stage in the beginning, maybe you didn't care enough. And I want to put that slightly different spin to say most people even may care enough. They just don't know enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because as new business owners or even seasoned business owners, when we say seasoned people who've been running their business for three, five, seven, 10 years um, may know it, but maybe they don't know where to start. So, it, it's, it's a little bit um, of both. Care factor, sure, because in the beginning, that's the last thing on your mind. Like um, Evan, it was Evan who says, well, no one jumps out of bed to maximize valuation. It is about building for life. It is totally true, Evan. Thank you for joining the conversation on the sidelines today. Um, but it, is, it really is about most people don't know. Most business owners don't know that that is one of those, those larger pictures out there. So whether they care or not, they probably don't even know they should be caring about something. That's all. Please, over to you.
1: But like I said, in the when I started on this point, right? I mean, first, I want to talk why is this is important. Because when I talk about it, most of the entrepreneurs have yes. that reaction that yes. why should I even care? I have so many problems to solve right now that this is this is not on my horizon. Coming back to the point, yes. okay, maybe choice of words. I, sh- I, I didn't mean that they don't care. It's a. It's kind of a. No, no, no. You're right. not I just to it's not the listening. priority list. Yeah, it's it's not on the priority for them, yeah. right? I I I fully get. I mean, I was there yeah. at one point in time, so I understand. Point being here is there are many opportunities even today in two thousand and eighteen. I can say that two thousand and eighteen there was a big report survey done. Fifty three percent of business owners, and I'm talking about businesses that are built for like 53% mm-hmm. 53% of business owners would like to exit their business in the next 10 years. But they don't know yeah. how. They think my yeah. my daughter, my son will take over. But I want yeah. to also tell you the same report said that four out of five for five children say that they don't want to join that business. Yes. They rather they say that, Dad, you sell the business or you exit the business. Yeah. Get the money, yeah. invest in my business, come to my business as a mentor, rather than yeah. pulling me into your business, which I may not be interested, it may not be relevant today. It doesn't excite yeah. me. So that's yeah. where the legacy part is going. Now, what I'm getting at is life can throw many opportunities or many situations where yeah. you, may to, you may want to have your value built because it's not a last minute thing. It is not something that you start doing today and yeah. is done tomorrow. Second yeah. part: when I say, when I kind of mention uh, why should they care, I always ask this question to my uh, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, right? People I talk to. Uh, when you bought a property, mm-hmm. when you anybody, when they buy a property, what is the first thing that you will look at? What is the first thing that we look for? Mm-hmm. Is the value of that property? Is it? Is it? Is that value going to increase? Isn't it? So we think that we are going to yeah. buy this property yeah. only if in ten years is going to give me much higher, better returns. Yeah. Now, when yeah. when that is the asset that you want to acquire, and you are so careful about it, you buy small little yeah. shares from a company that is listed in the stock market. You you are owner of very teeny tiny part of that company. And you look at the stock market. Is my stock price increasing? You're jumping on the chair, right? Is, it, mm-hmm. is the market going up? Is my stock, mm-hmm. is the company that mm-hmm. I purchased stock from, is increasing? Mm-hmm. And here, you're mm-hmm. sitting with 100% of equity stock of a company, which is mostly in your mm-hmm. control, unlike property, unlike the yeah. other stock that you bought. And you don't really look at the mm-hmm. value of that share, isn't it? Yeah. That's why yeah. I want to wake up. I want to wake up all this world in terms of all entrepreneurs like me, where I was at one point in time, that please let's pay attention to this aspect of from the beginning. Earlier you start, absolutely better ch- higher the chances of you increasing the value systematically. Even if you do not nice. ever sell, even if your legacy nice. is willing to take over and build it further you get better investments, you get better debts, you get better opportunities. And when you focus on that number, suddenly the whole business yeah. gets built in so much more calmer, predictable, stable way. And then you sleep peacefully. You retire or you do not retire. But yes. you, you 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 build a solid foundation. And then that gives you a sense of ease. So that's, that's my reason why I think and these are plenty. I mean, I can go on how many stories and case studies well, I can is, tell you, you where it has set
0: helped. No, this is, this is brilliant. You've set a wonderful, um, uh, you've set the scene for why focus on maximizing value. And um, similarly, I talk about why building wealth. Um, if they go hand in hand. And yes. one is a result of the other, so cash generation becomes an easier scenario when um, we're building value within your business. And yet, most business owners also don't prioritize on actually building value in your or rather building wealth in your business. Then it becomes a, a game of Generating cash and spending cash to to scale, if, it, sort of with a short term view, if you will, yeah. not so much putting that um, legacy building that next ten years, fifteen years, twenty years view on the picture today. So totally. I love that what we're both talking about works as a as a consequence of each other if you will one lens to the other it's a it's a cycle it's a circle uh, it's that yin and yang scenario when one one works the other works to support the other so it's just the, these two topics go hand in hand so beautifully yeah. within your business so um uh, Surbi, what are what are um maybe two or th- two or three areas in your business that one can even begin to look at as building value.
1: Um, yeah, there are many, and uh, if I if I must uh, uh, prioritize and give few here, I think nothing beats uh, finance, financial numbers, financial stability is the most important aspect of your mm-hmm. business. If that is secured, mm-hmm. everything else works. And when I say yeah. finance, I'm, I'm talking about uh, revenue. Now, it's not just revenue, right? Your revenue could be increasing, you could be growing year on year, but uh, mm-hmm. diversified revenue, for example. So how is that revenue increasing also is important. How, how diversified, otherwise one industry stops, one type of customers, one geography goes away, and suddenly you're you know, toppling down. So diversified revenue, uh, very important uh, aspect. Now, your profits, your gross profit will tell you mm-hmm. how your sales are doing, how your marketing campaigns are running, how mm-hmm. wh- what's your branding. You you passionately talk about brand promise, promises, I know that. Mm-hmm. So when we are talking profit, I'm talking about mm-hmm. profit from what? So your gross profit, and if your sales are actually showing that profit, right? And your net profit, then your operational efficiency comes in the picture. Mm-hmm. Is, If, for example, okay, your revenue is growing steadily, your numbers show that your revenue is growing steadily, and your profit, your fixed cost should remain same. Most of the fixed cost should remain same. Your sales and your operational delivery cost can increase. But other than that, your fixed cost should remain same. You have the same office, you have mostly same HR, same recruitment team, same admin. It shouldn't increase. Most of these things shouldn't increase. Now, if your profit is not... Going considering that fixed price and increasing slightly better than it should have increased, mm-hmm. it actually tells me so clearly about the financial discipline of the organization. It tells me issues in the leadership. Straight there are no two, and any valuer will look at it. I mean, any anybody who wants to look at your business, purely health of the business, these are clear telling points, and it works beautifully. So I'll say revenue, diversification, in multiple ways, right, not just this profit. And I think both of us dance to the tune of cash is king, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> yes, because, it, see, look, it's very simple to me, in my mind, right? Growth needs cash. And it's easier yeah. to dig a well. Then make it rain. So if you have cash in the pocket, cash in the bank, cash in the business, liquidity I'm talking about, then you can grow. There is a beautiful article actually written uh, by Harvard Business Review HBR, how fast your business can afford to grow. Maybe I, I would like many as many people to read it because, It talks about, people aspire to grow, but then they look at, I don't have money. I don't have money to develop new products, innovate. I don't have money to do marketing. I don't have money to do sales. So you cannot grow because you don't have liquidity. You don't have extra cash. So for me, cash, third part, liquidity, Mm -hmm. most important thing, right? So these are some of the financial numbers that are extremely important. Second comes is a competitive advantage, I think. I will rate that because uh, it takes no time to commoditize. Today, all information is available. If you are winning in a, a particular industry, a particular place, then what? what is stopping somebody yeah. else to create, copy that, right? And just replicate yeah. and do it better because they are not struggling through the cycle of inventing something or creating something, thinking through something. Now, in that case, yeah. What's your competitive advantage? You should know it. Don't even declare it to people, but you should know it, yeah. because yeah, that's your that's that's where you can claim your money. That's where you can rate charge better, yeah. because it, it's so. And you know, I've been in services business. We had products, but we had services. That's the diversified revenue channels, right? So. Mm-hmm. Most of the services, and this is my experience today, working with uh, all other entrepreneurs. If they are in services, they tend to think, "What competitive advantage can I create?" Right? Because everybody's doing it. Yeah. I'm also doing it. What competitive advantage I can create? But it's it's that's where they that's where innovation should come in. People think innovation is building rocket. No, it's not. It's in the books. It's in your Excel sheet. You must look at it and uh, yeah. build that build that competitive advantage. It could be speed of delivery. It could be some cutting edge technology. It could be cost of ownership being reduced. Like we used to work with open source technology, right? We yeah. we would go to bank and we would say cost of ownership comes down drastically. And we had a yes. we had a small team who would deliver at speed. So if you want something done like that, you call a big, big you know, CMM5 companies, they will take three months, six months. You call these guys, they will do it in two weeks one month, whatever. So, you know, so that gave a competitive advantage. So even in the smallest of the services company, you still should force yourself mm-hmm. to know your mm-hmm. competitive advantage and build around it. Build mm-hmm. your HR policies, build your, in, build your incentive system, build all of that around that competitive advantage so that it's known mm-hmm. to everybody and it's it's kind mm-hmm. of cherished in the company. It so, is. Yeah. And see, if if you are in the business where you can create intellectual property, some kind of something that is unique to you, and people would want that uh, that property, then you become a really great target for investor or even handshake, right?
0: Any kind of partnership. Yeah. So that um, if- I want to I want to add on that one point that you said about. Um, if you are in a business where you can create intellectual property, I go a step further and say that i p that your unique um, unique way of doing things if you will, can be built in every single business out there, every single industry out there, every single profession out there yeah. it It just requires that creative thinking to say, what is that one thing that I control? what is that that choke point?" that me as a company, me as a, as a business owner and my organization controls, and how can we perfect that to the point where it is so well-defined and well-differentiated that that handshake, those investors, will come for that one thing. Because by controlling that choke point, by uh, creating that IP within your organization, you are essentially controlling that section of the market. Yes, and, and I'm going
1: to that add to your... Yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Go on, go I on. think it, that, that's where... See, thinking is a hard job, right? It's the most difficult job. And uh, sometimes we get lazy to think. But in my experience, that's where a coach is required to push. I'm not giving up unless and until yep. you tell me what's your competitive advantage. And it Absolutely. forces entrepreneur
0: CEO to and, actually and, sit. And... Help them actually build it. Help if they can't see the competitive advantage. The one of the the biggest strengths that I see in in my role as a culture is really to say, I can see it, I'm going to lead you to that path where you can see it, and then I'm going to hold your hand to actually build it within your business and own it. Own it to the point where no one else does it better than you can. Yes uh so totally i remember right our conversation
1: about brand people. promise you know yeah. what you always and it's so important and uh, when it is uh, made as a focal point and you build organization yes. around that you definitely yeah. have always will have a upper hand uh, and a say in the marketplace yeah. so yeah yeah and i think uh so finance financials uh competitive advantage and uh, yeah. third, if I may read then your operational efficiency. Uh, nice. Because when I say cash is king and when I say that you need liquidity because growth is attached to that, if yeah. you have operations which are just lazy and all over the place, you lose it.
0: Yes. And Most second point. Most of the time, I'm not even realizing that operations are all over the place because sometimes in the thick of it, most most companies almost look at that, isn't that how things are done anyway? Aren't we busy yeah. being busy? And yeah. it really is to say that busy being busy and if they are all over the place, actually recognize that for what they are, admit and accept and recognize that improvement can be done even over here because that's where your actual cash is hidden. And yes. Evan and I do a lot of work on this in stripping that down to say, let's yeah. see where your Every single fill, every single paisa, every single penny is hidden in your business, and let's bring that out because yes. if it's hidden, it's dribbling away, and it's that's either you're leaving money on the table or it's literally dribbling away out of your business. So, great point on op- operational efficiency.
1: Yeah,
0: and I say it for two
1: two things. One is, uh, I okay, the way you said it, uh, bang on. Uh, so many business will have so many different pockets. And the money will be hidden yes. in so many different pockets, and yes. you have forgotten that I have this pocket and I have that pocket, and it could be here and it could be there. So, business typically, when I say you it's easier to dig a well than make it re- yes. rain, this is what I'm talking about, right? This is what I'm talking that yes. go and go and dig from your own pockets, and you will have so mm-hmm. much si- simple, proper tax planning, proper facility yes. from the bank, negotiating with them for your interest and other cost. All of these actually will work towards you having more money in your hand to invest or not. Up to you. Second point, I think operations also need to be built. In my experience, uh, it takes, question is, will it work without you? Will your company work without you? Yeah. Most of the time, answer is no. Most of the time... Somehow the image that they have taken in their head, which is, I vehemently say it's wrong. <laughs> Sorry, but strong words. But it's like I'm riding a tiger, like and if I get like down on the tiger, on the power hours, so go for it. I'm riding a tiger, and if I get down the, the tiger, the tiger is going to bite my back, you know. So yeah. I don't want to get down. I because they see everybody doing it, it's somehow yeah. never challenged. That is this how it should be done. Question is that the biggest question yes. is that yes. M- most of my CEOs that I'm working with always yes. start on the point. I don't have time for coaching. Yes. If you tell me, Silvi, to do X, I have no time to go back. I said, okay, yes. we're going to start first thing. My first exercise to all my clients is Varsha, I need your time sheet.
0: I need yes. your time sheet how from do six do in the morning hundred. to
1: ten. Totally, absolutely. Because then, I, and trust me, I don't even do anything. In yeah. a month's time, they only start seeing the pattern and yeah. they realize, what am I doing? And they start circling yeah. around that these things shouldn't be done by me because first there yeah. is so much repetition. Yeah. I want their headspace completely empty of operations so that we can talk yeah. strategy, so yeah. that we can talk about growth. Otherwise, how are you going to get creativity of any sort to actually look at where is my money stuck or what's my brand (laughs) promise or what's my promise? It's impossible. So, okay, I
0: said... Thinking creatively, thinking strategy. I said you're speaking my language now. Thinking creatively, thinking strategy. And it is because that's what, as a founder, you should be thinking about. And I use the word should because I know should is a very strong word as well. And I deliberately use that over here is because if you are not focused on that then yeah. you are not fulfilling your role as a head of the business like you are meant to be because people are looking at you for leadership people are looking you at you for that big vision people are looking at you to set the tone set the path but if you are literally counting pebbles on your path you have no idea where the path actually is mm-hmm. how you have no hope of actually leading your people to yes.
1: success you you, uh, you give a proper visual in terms of levels you know so i totally yeah. agree with you so i hope i answered your three three questions three points financials totally
0: yeah. i'm going to summarize that um to say um your first point was the first area was finance uh, yes financial check your finances stability. Yeah. Yeah. Revenue, profits, cash. Financial stability. Second was. Yeah. Second competitive was, advantage. Competitive building your competitive, competitive advantage. advantage. And the third. Yeah. And the third is operational efficiency. Okay. Three very key areas on even beginning to know where to maximize value, where to bring out the value. When I say maximize, maybe even let's start with recognizing where value can be built within your businesses. So, and I want to take it a a step further to say the one place where I start, as most people know, like who I work with, is strategy. Because if you find there's a problem with cash, go back to strategy because the answer is over there either in the in the definition of that uh, strategy that you have made, built for your business or the complete lack of a strategy because most yeah. people think I have a great product and I know where to sell it, who's going to buy it and I know approximately how much to sell it for and bam, there's my business. So that's in many cases, even five years down the line, 10 years down the line, most recently I came across a business a good 12 years down the line, where is the overall big picture strategy? So if mm-hmm. you don't know, then you will struggle with these areas to even recognize mm-hmm. what value building even is. So start all the way back to strategy to say, hang on, let's actually look at what this business even means. What gap does it address in the market? Because if mm-hmm. you don't know what gap you are addressing in the market, you work constantly on that um, uh, that little no, treadmill, if you will, but you're... You, you're so busy running, be. you're not actually moving anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Yes. So, and you get tired. You get tired. You get burnt out. You get the feeling of mobile. Oh, well, the, other, the other thing that I want to add over here is, uh, so I'm just going to give my couple of areas where I, I like to look at when we say, what is it to build, build, recognize, build value and recognize, build wealth in your business? Second one is, who do you bring in into your business? Who are your people? How strong is your leadership that you're building within your business? It does leadership in your business still mean just you? Or do you actually build that talent, allow that talent to grow, nurture that talent to grow through the ranks and say, I am now focused on building a leadership team? Because tomorrow you have someone potentially coming in for that handshake or potentially coming in to say, Well, I'm going to invest or buy you outright. You are essentially putting yourself in the market, on the, on the market, not your business. Because the minute you exit, if you don't yeah. have a strong leadership team, an actual accountable CEO in place who is driving your strategy forward, you are not building value in your business. You have no hope of building wealth in your business.
1: You you've you summarized it and you put it and you prioritize points absolutely in, in that order, um, the we are talking here maximizing value of the business. You are not part of it. We are talking no. business. We are not talking you. We are. No. If you have to be all in sales and marketing and uh, operations and um, you know admin, yeah. it, it's impossible.
0: It's it impossible is impossible. It's imp- totally, and just one of those examples I want to give. Just recently, um, Evan and I were in a in a very long coaching conversation uh, with a long term client of ours, and um, it's a well established business, and it just it takes a while for business owners to get that it's important for you as a business owner to know exactly how every area in your business works. It's absolutely important. So then you know who to bring in to replace mm-hmm. you. Yes, But it's even harder for business owners to understand that while you must know everything that happens in your business, you are not supposed to be doing everything. No, You've got I to just be able to, to step back. When you, said, when you said harder, it's hard for
1: business owners to know. I just yeah. want, what came up in my head right now. So yeah. now I'm, I'm looking at coaching as my third uh, mm-hmm. work. I I can't call it as a business per se. Uh, The greed and temptation was to impact as many businesses versus just build my own and create that impact, right? So, but then for me myself, after building all these businesses, after me claiming all these experience and knowledge and understanding, I personally had to go through, who am I? What's my offer? I started with, I'm going to be a profit coach. I'm going to be a business advisor. To finally settling down on because I want to work with the person who is most responsible and required in the whole yeah. business, therefore call myself CEO coach. So yeah. for me, but I knew the importance of me having that clarity before I go to market and start talking about what I'm uh-huh. offering, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so with all the entrepreneurs and your point that it's hard, but it has to be yeah. done. There are, there You cannot. You, it, there's no lazy way around this,
0: you know. So, no. Um, no. No.
1: I, I accept in, that in fact, it's hard.
0: It is hard, and in in fact, one yeah. of the largest chunks of our journey with with people who we work with, business, especially building, bringing in the second generation, or even the original founder through, is de yourself from your business because when we are talking building value and building wealth in your business it's important that you de-link yourself from the business many business owners even even years later still identify the business as themselves yeah and why uh, is
1: that Varsha I mean if I can uh, deviate one point uh, uh, what's, you know, what do you think it's the one reason for that
0: oh emotional entanglement this is mine I have built it just yesterday and this is something it's been a pet peeve of mine and I've, I've even written it in our book in, in Evan and I wrote in our book is to say stop calling your business your baby it is not yes, your baby yes I a great question I did that. I, I, I will say over and over and over again. People people actually start giggling when I start saying that and I say you can giggle away <laughs> that my message is penetrating. Thank goodness. Because the minute you say your business is your baby, you're not allowing the business to grow. You're not allowing yourself to grow. You're not allowing the people within your business to grow because you are actually emotionally placing a level of control on your business where you're unable to let go. And the more you let go, the larger and the more stronger it's going to become. The larger and stronger it is, the more successful it is in sustaining all the people who are stakeholders within your business, whether it's your team and their families, you're literally putting food on people's tables. Yes, so it's 100%. up to you to be able to emotionally mature and listen to your coaches when we talk about, and we really help them step by step to say, how do you de-link yourself, not detach yeah. yourself, de-link yeah. yourself, so you get an external view and actually work on your business. These are just buzzwords now. Work on your yeah. business, not in your business. What does that even mean? Yeah. Yeah. To begin with. Not- and- yeah emotionally linking yourself and allowing your business to flourish give it what it wants not so much only to give it what you think it wants or what give yourself what you think True. you want so there are different yeah. levels that we dig into yes Does 100%. That also,
1: yes 100% i also add to the point that stop calling this is my family it's not your family your family is at home absolutely it is not because you set the wrong expectations i love it Please. i i tell them that you are you you are this is an army you yes. are a general of the army you you protect them you safeguard them don't send them anywhere where they are you know that they are not going to really thrive and flourish at the same time ensure that they know who, who's talking and what needs to be talked yes. and yes. who who makes the decisions they can brainstorm but then finally there has to be one decision maker responsibility with somebody and you listen, and then you just follow because it's it becomes Absolutely. so much of entangled web of yes. nobody taking any
0: responsibility of yes. a decision, right? And, and uh, a lack of a clear message, yeah. a lack of clear direction also yeah. is a is a very strong byproduct of that. And again, mm-hmm. again should we, we it seems like we're digressing for the listeners, <laughs> and yet we are not. No, we're not. I don't believe we're digressing at all. What we're doing is we're addressing some of the burning issues out there that we can see head on to say, if you see this happening in your business, this is directly adversely affecting the value that you're building in your business. Absolutely. So be aware of that. Open your eyes, go in with with your eyes wide open. So while it may look like we're not talking about maximizing value, these are all points that actually adds to the value. So it's it's actually a brilliant discussion, I think, and we I love that we're both bringing our our own experiences, our own points of perspectives to yeah. to this. So it's just a so critical when it comes to eventual success of businesses. There are many aspects, of course. Yeah. But these two um, aspects are rarely talked about in depth. Yes. Because most people um, focus on what is your immediate burning fire today that you need to put out. Yes. They can't see,
1: like you said, pebbles under the feet, right? I mean, they're just counting that.
0: Yeah, totally. So again, just as a quick reminder to people who've been uh, now listening to us for, close to an hour. This is the Power Hour by scale. We come live, Evan and I usually come live. And then occasionally we have brilliant guest speakers like this. So thank you for joining us. Keep continuing and keep bringing in some of your questions. I see a few questions um, usually come through in our, um, as soon as we um, announce the event, a few questions come through on our email yourcoach at um deadscale.com um a couple of questions that came through so are you okay if we address a couple of questions over here yeah Yeah? um one of the one of the questions actually came through was i think we have addressed but i want to um just put it out there and to say how are they different building value and building wealth? sorry how are they they How are they different? How is building value in your business different from building wealth in your business? Do you want to take it? And we'll both take it, but I'll I'll hand the mic to you. you, Why don't you start? Wealth is your favorite topic. They are. Um, So to me, building value is um, initially it might look like an intangible. So building wealth is something that is so tangible you can actually touch, see, feel it. So, building wealth is a is a product of very strongly building value in your business. They must yeah. go hand in hand, like earlier, I was talking about the yin and yang. so if that black and white swirls within the circle, one leads to the to the result of the other. And when you have that wealth built in, you can then reinvest to continue building and adding to the value that you're always, already building in, which then lends itself to building more wealth, so, to more liquidity, to more ability to build wealth. So for me, um, they are they are different because they tackle with different aspects. One just feels a little intangible because most people think, OK, I'm building the value in my business. And then what? How do, how do I know? You know when you have better liquidity when you know when you have a stronger, larger goals to reach for and you know when you have organically built the wealth to reinvest, to go reach for those bigger milestones that you've built. Yes. That's how I would put it.
1: Yeah. And just to expand on the value aspect of it, yeah. uh, it typically uh, when, you, when you think of value of a business, mm-hmm. you are talking about uh, something as uh tangible and perceived yeah Now yeah. rather i'm sorry I'm, i mean intrinsic and perceived mm-hmm. i mean in intrinsic then you have tangible and intangibles so yeah. uh, if this is going a little bit in the technicalities of it but no, do, yeah if, if you if you just look at i'm going to say it in indian context but it's applied everywhere if you started your company with Share, some first share capital and yeah. your value of your each share was 10 rupees after doing whatever you are doing is it what was the value today that's yes. your book value your yeah. accountant your ca your auditor will give you that right and if that 10 has become 11 great yeah if and if you monitor that then you you constantly understand if your business value of your business intrinsic mm-hmm. value the book value of your business is increasing now yeah. when i'm talking about web sorry yeah Tangible value, when I'm talking about intangible value, we are talking about your competitive advantage, your marketing, your, your leadership team, your discipline, financial discipline, your cash yeah. in the bank. Are you cash positive? How many times do you borrow? Are you, are you? what's your working capital ratio? Let me put it that yeah. way, right? There are many ratios that one can monitor and it helps. Yeah. Sometimes people think I'm a 40 people company. I have my revenues barely this, why should I even care? But yeah. you, you must care because the smaller you are, these numbers make more sense, and your decision making gets a framework, you know, otherwise we are looking at how should I decide he said that she said that what's what's what should I be doing, right, these numbers can actually guide you. So when we look at intangibles, these are covered. Now we are having a perceived what is the market's understanding of your industry's understanding of your business. Nice. I met somebody, I want to create a company which will do PRO services. Yeah. I said, why? You know, why? There are like thousands and millions of people who are doing these PRO services here in Dubai. Yeah. What's new? Give yeah. me why. And then he will. He told me about automation and what software yeah. he's going to make, right? Okay, so he's thinking of a competitive advantage. He's thinking of a need and therefore he's doing that. Yeah. Now, if you look at the the market size of it, there is a ceiling. How many people mm-hmm. are coming in? How many people is It's only for Dubai. It may not be UAE. Maybe it may not be applied all over the globe. So yeah. there is a limit to that already put in. Yeah. But if you are if you are actually building something which which the perception of that product or that service is as large as the globe is, the value suddenly yeah. becomes higher. You bet. So so then. Yeah, that's the value, right? I mean, we are talking very, uh, when you talk wealth here, we are talking liquidity, we are talking money in the bank, cash positive, assets built, all of that. Yeah. When I'm talking value, I'm going a lot beyond that. How stable is your business? Yeah. One year you did, you got a really great contract and therefore you did that and you can't sustain it next year because it was a fluke. So you kind of doubt, And then what do you do with these resources that you acquired to get get that service, give that service, right? It's a doomsday, actually. (laughs) I mean, it's detrimental almost. Yeah. So in my, my, I mean, even with me, if a customer is giving me one-year contract, I will negotiate heavily if you give me a three-year contract. Yes. Because that's stability. My second year's revenue is already kind of booked. Yeah. Of course, COVID kind of situations can change things, but they're yeah. rare, right? So we can at least go with chances of this happening are better. So I talk about, when I talk finance, I'm talking about stability. I'm talking about predictability. And that gives a confidence to the business owner. So it's an emotional um, stability that you get, right? As an entrepreneur. Na? Therefore, Please you
0: build. The yes, spring in. To the thinking, this is, and, and I'm I'm very very happy you're talking about this because Evan, being the fractional CFO, uh, this is exactly what he talks about. Yeah. And this, and when it, it, I wish there there were times when um, we could actually record some of those conversations to think how um, how that exactly like you were you were literally breaking it down to make it easily digestible to take that very abstract view and now make it super tangible to say, this is why you do it, because this is how you go home and get a good night's sleep. Yes,
1: because I'm an engineer, right? I was not trained for this. I didn't know what debit and credit is, which way where, you know, what number goes in which column. So for me to understand this, somebody had to break it down for me. And I was blessed and lucky enough to have that person, that advisor, who who did that for me? My Excellent. MIS reports actually made me understand my business better than I had ever understood it before. Yes. When I started looking at those numbers, so yes. for me now is my responsibility job here is to break it down to the next entrepreneur who who doesn't know this um, because he come he's in he's a product or service person right he's not a finance person at all. Yes. So that's that's where it uh, makes starts making sense for them
0: you bet it does. So there's just one other, there are several questions over here, um, but one, I definitely want to address um, at this stage is again, this was, this was something that has come through within our conversations to say at which point is a great time to start thinking about this. So we have already talked about it. We we both talked about this. Um, I'm just going to take it straight away from before you even go get a trade license to run your business. That's when you actually start talking about this. This is yes. this is not and is it ever too late? Never. It is always the right time to talk about it. Because yes. it it's it's like I I usually say it is it's about from this point on. Yes. Forget about fine. You, we've made mistakes in the past. I refuse to call them mistakes. I refuse to call them failures because if you hadn't done that, you wouldn't be where you are today. Yes. We learn from it and we move on. Yes. So from this point on, any time is a great time to think about identifying and maximizing value in your business, identifying and extracting the hidden sources of cash to, a bit, to be able to build wealth in your business. When is the ideally the right time to start about? The minute you think, I have a product, I think I can sell it, and I think I can turn this into a business. Yeah. That's when you first start thinking about what does business even mean? Because yes. so far, if I were to summarize this, Subhi, um, our entire hour-long conversation really has been about learn how to run a business first. Yeah, You have a great yes. product. You're already good at that. We get it. Now learn how to run a successful, stable business, yes, which will Absolutely. outlive you. Yes. So uh, is that a fair assessment? So over to you if you want to add to that when is a great time to start thinking about building value i think
1: uh, entrepreneurs being driven and focused and have those innate ability and that's why they jump into this yeah. uh, just the conscious awareness of this mm-hmm. this this aspect of business changes everything for them yeah. no nothing new nothing extraordinary no. has to happen The moment you say that today my equity, my price of my one share is 10 rupees or 10 dirhams and I want to increase it, suddenly everything starts getting dictated by that one goal.
0: Absolutely. You You identify
1: your numbers differently, you relate to them differently, you make changes accordingly, you start de-linking yourself the way you said it, and start building your team, trusting people, and most importantly, clarity, right? When, yeah. when you get that clear clarity, your team does get it definitely. And yeah. that's all is required. So time time is today.
0: Time is today. You bet this from this point on um, what you said reminded me of what Evan usually says as well is awareness is cure the minute you are aware of something. Yes, most times the answers are, are, are something that we already know. Maybe we don't want to look at it. Maybe we don't think we have the answer. Um, maybe you think that answer might not actually be the answer. Does it matter? Because the minute you're aware, the answer is already there in front of you. So awareness yeah. is cure. Absolutely. So I agree. aware that this is an area to be looked at. You're already on your way. Uh, yeah, time is today. Says Evan. So yeah, no, this is this has absolutely been a brilliant conversation. And guys, thank you so much for joining us today on this Con- and you know, Power Hour will continue. Conversations like these will continue. Um, and do join in because the whole point of running a Power Hour for the last two, three years for both Evan and I has been to bring up conversations that are rarely talked about. And Surabhi, that's why earlier I said we like strong words on Power Hour because <laughs> yes. most of us shy away from being judged when we talk about specific strong areas or topics everything about you is there too right so i I get it just say what's on your mind because if not here then where if not today Mm. then when just in it's it's that that bold ambition that we have in us is the whole point of drawing this out in into the open and say just say it as it is i agree we'll see where it goes from there so we, thank you so very much
1: thank for joining you. us. It's been such a pleasure uh, to be here and uh, share my thoughts, ideas and bounce them off. And uh, we really click good,
0: with good, you know. We did, isn't it? I, I see yes. another power hour happening in the near future. What do you say? Good luck to you, yes. <laughs> um, so many points, so many things not yet said here, right? I mean... Exactly. There is so much to talk about and such a rich conversation when we, when we okay. really pick... Um, this yes. area particularly which is not delved into too much it's yes. like a but
1: the best thing is we yeah. have actually lived this we are yes. not coming from we are not yes. coming from a coaching school saying totally. we will do this right totally. i have we I have live sat live in this. the middle of the night <laughs> middle of the night in the bed on the bed thinking how am i going to do the salaries yes. how am i going to take care of these costs exactly. i've lived that exactly. I, I connect emotionally there yeah so thank you
0: so much years. for having me 37 years i've been doing this for 37 years i've lived wow. this from the age of 16 i have lived this in real <laughs> life so yes 99 percent of what we spoke about should be you and i we have lived it and that's why we do what we do because if we can save that one percent of heartache and headache for someone else bring Ooh. it on why yes. not
1: yes so, i feel used right I, Um breathing on this earth I want to give back and that's my way. I think that's the path yeah. for me now. Very much anyway, thank good. you so much for having me. It's
0: thank been really you.
1: Uh, great. Enjoyed that Thank conversation.
0: You. And and um, as you know, we are live streaming on LinkedIn, we're live streaming on YouTube and live streaming on our Facebook pages. And also, importantly, this entire conversation will now be uploaded as a as an audio version, as a podcast on the Dare to Scale show. So um, as soon as this is done, Survi, I will share the link with you. Feel free to spread the word and get people to listen in and share their thoughts. 100% speak to you very soon again and speak to you everybody our wonderful listeners thank you for joining us and keep those questions coming see you next time thank you